As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Tune it in. Turn it up and rip off the knobs. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Welcome to Knife Talk. This is a podcast for knife makers, knife enthusiasts, and everybody else. I'm Jeff Fader of Fader Knives. I'm here with Craig Lockwood of Chop Knives, Mareko Momasi of Momasi Fire Arts. We are a call-in podcast where if you join us, you can be part of the show. How's everybody doing? Good. Doing it's been good. an up and down week. Yeah. Up and down for me. Um, but yeah, strong end to the week. So I'm happy. It's all good. It's all good. Strong yeah. end. Well, tell us about it. Let's hear it. <laughs> That's what she said, yeah. Um, <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> The callers haven't um, even started in yet. We're going to do a full round. <laughs> Finished off what is probably my favorite knife I've ever made this week, huh. which was nice. Um, wow. Which is a, a chef knife, you know, standard sort of Western style. Um, but it's just got a few little sort of tweaks on it that are different. And it's, you know, we always talk about these little tweaks over time to make, you know, every knife from that point on better. Um, and there's a few of these in that knife. So I'm just really happy. So, yeah, that's cool. Um we had um, a, a estate agent around the house today, so we put our current house now on the market. The, the house we're currently in. Oh, I thought we you were, were thinking. Gonna, I thought you were going to keep it. We were going to, but um, we were just thinking it's just another sort of stress around our on you know right weighing down on our shoulders. We thought let's, let's just get rid of it. Um, so yes, yeah, so we had somebody come around, and it was really interesting when he left. My wife was like, "That was your podcast voice." I'm like, what do you mean? She said, when you answered the door, you're like, hello, come on in. And you're trying to sell him, you know, everything. And he did buy a knife, which which is nice. So he's commissioned he a knife before he left. Nice. Of course. Somebody's coming in this house. They're going to buy a house, buy a knife before they leave. Um, yeah. It doesn't have a storefront for nothing. <laughs> exactly. You yeah, fire you know him now. You're you fire him now and get the next guy in. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But uh, yeah, so that was good. We we finally finished our pub this week. So um, it was my wife's birthday last week, which we briefly mentioned it was coming up. Um, so we had a little sort of, you know, family sort of get together. For, well, 
I say family get here. It's my wife, the kids, and me, um, which we spent twenty four hours a day together anyway. But we went, we went to the pub to do that, and it was it, it was nice. You know, we made a bit of a moment of it, which was nice. Um, and I've had a few more restaurant orders. So back in the UK, they're they're starting to be um, allowed to open again. Um, I think towards the end of this month or maybe the beginning of May, they can serve in gardens. And with the weather changing, you know, people will be dining outdoors, that kind of thing. Mm. And it looks as if restaurants have been chomping at the bit because I've had a couple of orders in this week again for table huh. knives. So yeah, so it's exciting. It's exciting. Um, what else has been going? I set up a, a Discord server, and this is way over my pay grade. I don't know what it is, but I've had a number of messages over the last couple of weeks. People say, set up a Discord server for Knife Talk listeners. Um, didn't know what one was, so I sort of looked it up. Anyway, one is set up now. So if you're into Discord, there is an, a Knife Talk um, Discord server, um, and I'll put that link in the show links. Um, if that's now, what do you do on Discord? It's like a chat, come like clubhouse. You can do, you can call each other. It's, it's, it's. Uh, I don't quite get it. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. I don't quite get it. <laughs> but just... people asked, and there's, there's no harm to do it. It's, it's a free thing to do. So yeah, it's up and it's out there. It'll have its own sort of life, I suppose. So that was my week. I saw your revealed video of the poem. I thought it looks great in there. It looks really yeah, good. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say so much of a reveal video. It was just, yeah, it just, yeah, it was just something was happening there in the pub, so we sort of filmed a bit. But, um, yeah, it's, I'd say, 90% there. Um, there's still a bit of sort of paint in the doors and little bits and pieces to happen. But, um, yeah, it's getting there. I'm, I'm really pleased with it. It's it's what we had in mind anyway, so it's, it's pretty cool. So oh, when you move I, in, that will be oh. the only room ready to be moved, to be moved into. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much at the moment, it really is. It really is. Yeah. There's no floors throughout the rest of the house, just in the pub. <laughs> Your priorities oh, yeah. are really sad. They are. Well, it, it's I weird. I feel like they're on the, point. The neighbors <laughs> okay, in the fine, in, fine in the new village. Like we've we've sort of they they know we've bought the house and they've seen this park go up and now the pub finished and they they know the the state of the house on the inside they know what it's like so they must be thinking we are crazy but um the floors have gone in this week anyway so we're, oh, we're, great. we're starting to move forward as opposed to going backwards on the house which is nice nice i saw the uh you were talking about the cask pump uh the other yes. i think either last episode or the one before and actually the last mm. brew pub i worked at we had a cask pump just like that what is yeah. a cask for, pump for cask beers yeah, well, they're called beer engines. So um, whereas normally, um, particularly in the U.S., you'd have you know um, your sort of U.S. style beers, um, they'd be highly carbonated, and, and you come out with a tap. You know, you pull a tap, and the beer comes out. Right. Um, traditional sort of British beers, they're not really carbonated. They're you'd probably say they're pretty flat. Um, so the way they do them, they'd use a hand pump, which pulls a suction. So almost like the um, the vacuum pumps we're using for stabilizing, um, it pulls a suction in. Um, in a tank in a, in a, in a keg um, and it pulls the beer out that way um, so you get um, and it, there's, there's something called a sparkler on the end of it so when it comes out it gives that little bit of carbonation and it gives a nice sort of heavier th- foam which is more sort of you get with sort of cast traditional sort of British cask ales beer talk beer talk <laughs> that sounds delicious what? I want one. Well, right now. you you did squeeze in the stabilizing wood you did a good job to try yeah, and make there, sure we had a, a quota every few minutes link. to a good yeah. little quota there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, enough about me. Morocco, what's been going on? 
Uh, I got a couple knives paid for, and so they're headed out the door, actually, after I'm done with the podcast. I got them all packaged and ready to rock and roll and tuned up, so that's going to be – that'll be nice to get those gone. Um, uh, lately, I've been calling uh, people who've ordered calendars <laughs> a lot more frequently than I have in the past um, because – I don't know what the hell's going on, but I'm missing the orders. <laughs> and so then the way oh. uh, the order works through uh, Shopify is like you have a certain period of time to accept the payment and then process the order and all that stuff. And I'm kind of struggling with that. So the last few days I've been all over it. But um, I think over the last couple of months, I've had to make a call each month to somebody uh, to make sure <laughs> like uh, to, to let them know that I missed it and I had to re go back through everything. But it's been all right. So it's actually it's been nice to like talk to people um, a Wait. little bit. So you you got you did you they didn't give you the orders that you had to ship stuff out or. No, so it comes into the e. It comes into you get a notification when you, or at least for me, I get a notification in my email when I have a sale yeah. in Shopify for the calendar, and I'm missing that email, essentially. Ah, to, and so, um, so that's been fun. But it's been <laughs> nice to connect to people who are supportive. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's see what else. Uh, got two. Oh, I'm working on this. Are you guys familiar with Smash Burgers? Yes. It's, like it's a, it's a no. style of burger where you take basically like a two-ounce scoop of, of beef and you have a screaming hot griddle of some sort or pan. And um, you sma- you put the scoop on and then you smash the patty down as thin as possible, basically. You're smearing uh, a guy on- it. You're smearing it Yeah, you're basically sm- Yeah, there's a guy named George Motes who has uh, the burger show on Instagram. You can check it out. And he does a lot of demonstrations of how he does his. But... Um, and basically, it cooks up like in a couple minutes. Um, and there's and there's a place that does it in town. Uh, they do a pop up every uh, every week, and they're they're fucking delicious because you get like the crispy char, um, but it's not burned. And you know you get oh, the perfect yes. like the melted like the cheese to meat ratio is freaking ideal. It's like on par with like a Philly cheesesteak or something like that, right? Um, and then, you know, accoutrements of onion and whatever else you want to put on there. But it's so delicious. But anyways, I'm working on – I'm playing with a design for a spatula for for making smash burgers. Um, what else? I'm also – I've also been – I've talked to you guys. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast. But I've been designing – or I've been working on this design for an apron. And I'm, like, on the last – last steps of it i think it's pretty much there we got to figure out the tie because right now the tie is kind of awkward um but there's this like mag super cool super cool really nice really nice what i like about it is the goal is for it to be like super flexible across different crafts not just for knife makers but for woodworkers or whoever else needs like an apron for whatever they're doing um, and it's made from this material called Nomex, which is a type of Kevlar that is cut resistant, burn resistant. Um, so that's pretty handy, especially in the metal shop. Um, but yeah, I'm on the last legs and hopefully we're going to get things finalized in the next week or two. So that'll be sweet. And I think that's basically it. I did see Craig real quick that I saw Fingal, uh, which take a, took a book page out of your book using some of the recycled plastics on some of he got like a whole slew of handle material yes yeah we plastic stuff we had a chat about it during the week um yeah i'm excited to see what he's going to do with it as well um he he had a bunch of it um so yeah it'd be exciting to see what he does with that cool it's all good stuff do do you know your your apron have you shared any designs yet online has anybody seen 
any, no. any, any part of the design. All oh, right, okay. I, I won't give no, any no, spoilers no. away then, okay. Don't okay. share okay. anything, these thieves. <laughs> They're all listening yeah. here. But anyway, but it, it's for, for listeners, it's it's quite unique. It's quite special. So yeah, keep, keep your eyes it's out for that. It's great. Cool. It looks like it's kind of like a tactical thing. You almost feel like you almost like a, like a Batman thing going on. It could make your pecs look good and the whole nine yards. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's got the fake abs and everything. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> All the fat bastards <laughs> going around in the head. Just thinking of that's, yeah. that's just me. Yeah. It's CrossFit, man. I go to CrossFit. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey, what's been going on? <sighs> It's been <laughs> one of those just, weeks. Eh? <laughs> well, I mean, it started off with on Monday, we got a call from a, a state um, contact tracer that my kid and I had been exposed to someone and that they wanted to monitor the both of us. So we were getting texts every day to see if we had symptoms for coronavirus. Mm. And it, mm. I, I don't, but it was like, it was annoying because it was like, you know, I've talked about this is like the one year anniversary of when my wife had it bad and, and all of a sudden my kid had a, a, a her first job interview and she had to like cancel it because or not cancel it um she had to postpone it because you know trying to be careful and do what you know we don't want to sure yeah. for some reason maybe she, she could have had like you know, whatever it's just a drag so we've been dealing with that um so it, you're completely sort of self-isolated now you're not mixing I've been self-isolating since i've been self-isolating for a year you know, it's well, like I just go out to walk the dogs, and the only thing I'm out, out doing is I go to the grocery store. Yeah. But I mean, going from my house to the shop, I don't see anybody. You yeah. know, so it's well, fine. But it's like it's still, it's like who would have thought? Fucking annoying. Fuck. Yeah. And then well, you know, and then I'm getting a second dose of uh, Moderna this coming week, and it was like we had to go through the CDC if I should be getting it or not, and we just like we went. Hillary, my wife, is you know she's she knows how to navigate these waters so we're we're clear we're actually as of the state we're out of our own quarantine today on friday because oh, okay. i guess our exposure was last week yeah. so it was a 10 day it was annoying it was fucking annoying and it was like it just kind of put a damper on the whole week but uh we got some good stuff done i had a uh, knife i forged out that we finished and that was fun and and then uh, tony picked out the wood for the handle and stuff like that so we put that up on our website and that's neat and then um i'm just i'm destined to get a pile of knives done by the end of april I, I have to get this order list down so the last two days i've just been standing in front of the broadback grinder with my 36 shredder belt just rough grinding a pile of knives so it's like you know blah 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 and then yeah. and then i got uh this morning this is friday more this is friday i got a i got a message from some of the listeners of the full blast podcast saying where's the uh where's the uh, where's the episode and and i was like I, you know i don't i don't bug craig puts the episodes up and i'm like i bug him he's got things to do this is a man who's got a life to live he's got mansion he's got maisons <laughs> he got maisons oh, and chateaus to deal with i mean he got pubs and you got a life to lead i'm not gonna nickel and dime him on when the podcast gonna come up the so truth I is I, I forgot it was, well, I forgot it was a Friday. Basically, I sent you a me I sent you a message, and then you said, it kind of, oh, "Damascus Dave is writing, waiting." I'm in my DMs, just <laughs> super 
I mean, can you've I just not. Say, can I, mean, I just say how, how your messages? They were like, "I'm looking forward to tonight's podcast," and you were just like let me know that you're there until it, until it triggered in my mind. It's like, oh fuck! I didn't want to just be like, yeah. I didn't want to be like. <laughs> I wanted to be. I wanted to kind of like. I didn't want to assume you forgot. You know, I wanted to just, you know, lightly get in there without there being, you know, being oh, that yeah. dick. And I don't want. Hey, I don't want how that. are you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. Yeah, what's wrong? So the, so the, so so we're we're going back and forth. It's not a big deal. It just came out. It's fine. And then you write to me. Well, just tell everybody that I'm mourning the death of Prince Philip. And I'm like, he's he's not dead already. I legitimately how this is breaking you. news. I had no idea. I had no idea that Prince Prince Philip had passed away. So I I'm, I'm I'm sorry for your loss. And how old I am is wearing, that? How old I am is he? Wearing, are you, he was 99, so he's very yeah. close to getting a letter from his wife congratulating him on being 100. Do you get um, a letter for, gra- for <laughs> making it to 100? Uh, you'll be first. You'll be first. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, in England you get a letter from the Queen? You do, a handwritten letter from the Queen. Get the get fuck out of here, really? I'm That's amazing. You. When you get to 100, you get a handwritten letter from the Queen. Um, See, I just, was going to say... Saying, well what, done. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say at what point... At what point, and you know, at what point do we stop mourning people's dying of natural causes at a certain age? I mean, he looked. I mean, no offense, but I mean, he was a little sort of weekend at Bernie's for the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, you're talking. He looked like Count Chocula. He looked like Count Chocula. He looked like a breakfast cereal Dracula. That's for us. I mean, you got. But it's like, you know, what at what point I used to when I was a kid, my grandparents died when I was in my grandfather died when I was in high school, my grandmother died when I was in college. And then when I got into my thirties, I'd get these people in my thirties and their forties and they would say, Oh, my grandfather just died and I'm like, Do you still have grandparents? I mean, isn't there isn't there uh, like a isn't there like there should be I feel like at a certain age you should just instead of mourning for them, because listen, Prince Philip was probably no day at the beach at ninety eight. Let alone ninety nine. <laughs> so can't we just congratulate him for making it through the marathon of life and celebrate it without being sad? I agree. I agree. And I think when anybody gets to that sort of age, it's expected. Um, but it's still, you know, a moment to sort of take stock. Take stock, and you think, you know, you know, well, I wonder what I'd be like at that age, and I, you know, who I'd miss, and you, you know, we have this you, weird relationship with death, don't we? As humans, we have a weird. You want to be that age? You want to be ninety nine? I think so. If, oh, if I was living his geez. life, I would be. If I was living his life, yeah, definitely. For that life? Listen, I, I've been around their gap. For Christ's sakes, he looked terrible. I've been to one of their swingers parties. I know the kind of lifestyle they lead. It's crazy. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I, you know, and then all of a sudden, I was, I was all ready to, I was all ready to kind of make jokes, and then all of a sudden, I found, I got a message from my wife that DMX had passed away. Rapper DMX hmm. from Yonkers, New York. Shout out Yonkers, New York. So. Very sad. Tough week. Sad news. Tough week. Yeah, tough week. Tough week tough out week. there. I mean, if you're Prince Philip, if you're Prince Philip, it probably wasn't that tough. <laughs> There's a meme going around. <laughs> There's a meme going around, or a, a Spotify playlist that he would, that if he listened to, he wouldn't make it through the whole thing because it would be oh, too shocking to him. And Cardi B Wop would be the one that knocks him off the, gets him out of the bed. You know. Well, I'm I'm hoping we get a day off for the funeral. 
Oh, I'm not really? surprised. Really? I'm not surprised. <laughs> Day off Lockwood. I mean, you can't make this shit up. Uh, I'm, wondering, make it up. I'm wondering if he'll be buried or cremated. And, and if so... Knife Talk is sponsored by Even Heat, the manufacturers of the finest heat treat ovens available. To find your next oven, go to evenheat-kiln.com. Uh, Luckily for us. Money. Liz could save some money by going to Soul Ceramics <laughs> and getting... Getting ten percent off. No, sorry, getting seventy five dollars off her even heat, just in case there's a cremation happening. I'm just saying, seventy five dollars off and free shipping to the US um, with with the best knife making kilns available. They are Craig, you're not allowed to go heat. in any, any French tunnels for a while, okay? Just <laughs> I know stay out of French out. tunnels. You <laughs> gonna make it? Uh, Soul Ceramics, they they are a distributor of Even Heats. Um, get your $75 off and your free shipping. Spec it out the way you like. They've got them all in stock. Um, head to knifetalk.net forward slash heat, and it'll apply that discount automatically on checkout. Or you can go to the show notes and click on the link there. Either way, it's all good. Shout out to our new voice man. Yes, I know. And talking about our new voice man. Hey, man, can I ask you a question? <laughs> That almost Question sounded just time. too real. It does sound, <laughs> it so sound good. if he's in the room with us. Yeah, he's so yeah. good. But if you've Brian got a question, House. Brian House, the man. If you've got a question, contact us via DM at Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram. It's that easy. God damn it! It's only taken us four or five years to do that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram. There we go. Oh, before we start in, we're going to be taking callers pretty soon. I'm begging you not to just straight hang up on him because I've been getting messages saying, I'm not going to call in because Craig's just going to hang up on me. <laughs> so you might want to just like, okay. you know what I'm saying? Okay. One, one a people, week. Can I have one a week? Well, you can have whatever you want. I mean, you're like how many 3,000 miles away from me? I can't stop you, but I have to try to advocate <laughs> for our listeners. Okay. One a week, I think. I'll, I'll just blow my load on the first one, I know. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, shit. <laughs> well, it is the time in the show where we ask, or you ask questions, and we answer, or try to answer them at least, as best as we possibly can. Uh, this first one is from, I'm going to f- screw this up. Please Matt, get to the, it. The- Math, oh, I said Matt the Wangle. Yes, I was hoping you were going to say Matt the Wangle. <laughs> but I see now that it's Matthew Angle. Angel. Sorry, Matt. Angel. Angel. <laughs> Matt, I can't read. Matt the Wangle. God damn. Matt the Wangle. I really, I was like, <laughs> when, I, when I put it in there, I thought, should I space it out or should I hope nah. the Mareko gets never this one? Never space it out. Ever. I'm never going to own that. Wangle. I will always, always, always try to booby trap you with these names. <laughs> good. Matt the Wangle Keep it all is smashed pretty together. good. <laughs> Matt the Wangle is pretty good. <laughs> All right. Question for all. I, I, I've been asked. <laughs> whew, I got to get it together. All right. I've been asked to make a dive slash diving knife. Uh, what would you suggest for handle material? Uh, any chance my Carta or G Carta from Greg Hansen uh, would have any issues? Uh, what do you guys think? Mm. Um, immediately, I'd say plastic myself. Um, sure just because there's no way that's going to break down. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know my Carter. Um, I, I don't know. I suppose it would depend on, on the quality of it because, um, obviously, they, they, they have resin in between each layer there. Um, yeah. I don't know, but immediately I, I think plastic. It's something that I've been used to using over the last, last sort of year or so, so I'd, I'd go with plastic. 
But plastic yeah. is is chippy, isn't it? No. Um, if you leave any hard edges, um, it can be. Um, but um, no, I, w- I wouldn't say it's chippy at all. It's not like 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 a perspex or acrylic. You know, it's it's. Ah, uh, oh, I see. Yeah, it's not as brittle as as acrylic or anything like that. It's just it's just you know it's just normal plastic. Um, personally, I, you know, for something that's going to be underwater and you know, assumingly in in salt water as well. Um, obviously, be careful what blade you're using, what steel you're using. But when it comes to handles, I'd personally go with pl- with uh, plastic. I would mm. go with G10. I love G10, but I would be worried about. I was trying to think about what my car does would be a problem, and all I could think of mm. is sometimes when I use can't tan canvas micarta which is my favorite of the micartas when you put any kind of water on it it does stay wet for a long time it feels like it's absorbing it just a little mm, bit sure you mm. know it just feels yeah. like it's kind of maybe if it's not sanded down 100 percent, it just feels to me like if you didn't sand it down and keep it you know like some sort of texture on it it might absorb. I'm not 100%. Maybe it's just like the fuzzies just holding on to water. I'm not 100% sure, but I love G10. I would G10 it up. Heartbeat. Yeah, I think when it comes to the micartas, uh, either whatever, you know, what Greg Hansen's making or any other kind of micarta, I think it would depend on, yeah, what that material is in there with uh, the resin. So if it's like a like a synthetic blend of some sort, like polyester or rayon or whatever that any of those other ones that's probably not an issue but if once you get natural fibers like um like any kind of burlap or cotton or any or linen as well those there's always going to be even as saturated as you can get that material there's probably always going to be some amount of uh tiny little microscopic spaces in there where stuff can get in um so yeah i would probably err more on the side of like a yeah, like G10, like Jeff was saying, because um, that stuff's like basically bombproof. Oh, oh we've got on the call. fucking money. We these guys got are, a call. These guys are on the money. Who's on the line? How can we help? Hey, this is uh, this is Chad with Summoning Sue Smithing. What's going on? Chad, Chad Kimmel, how are you? What's up, Chad? Fantastic. What's going on? Yeah, and you're wearing one of Morocco's t-shirts too. I. I didn't even realize it until I saw my myself in the video. Sure, you did. Are you, are you a super fan stalking Morocco now? Are you, are you gonna... Oh, 100%. <laughs> How can we help you, Chad? Man, I got, I got a hot take. I got some good news, and I got a question for you, Greg. How about some hot takes? Okay. Perfect. Let's go with the so, hot uh, take. I think, I think Knife Talk Podcast could not talk about actual knives for weeks. It's still a better <laughs> podcast than Knife Talk Down Under. Oh, oh, that's boy, a tough one. Boy. Oh my god, we might get a call from Mert. I, I, I'm I mean, afraid of Mert yeah. and Ken oh, no. and Corin. So I like it. I like it. What's the question you got? Uh, so the question is for you, Craig. So my question is: When you're using a laser? Oh, he's gone. I didn't cut him off. He genuinely just <laughs> just went. <laughs> <laughs> he, he beat you to oh, it. Cut him off. <laughs> he just texted. Got him. He had me. He did it on purpose. The bastard. Chad's a good dude. I met Chad at uh, a couple times at uh, Doghouse Forge. He's out in Texas. He's a good dude. Real oh, good dude. Summit Smith. See Smith and got him. You got him. 
See, they're on oh, to you. I'm telling hung, you, you got to like. Hung up to you, he hung up on you before you could hang he up on He hung up him. on me. Let's not make this a thing now, everybody. Let's Chad. not make this See, a you thing. set a bad That's tone. A strong oh, we get, we've got another strong call. Move. We've got another call on the line. Watching hello, it. Hello. 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 Is that, Doug, is that Duggan? Can I, can I order some curry chips, uh, mushy peas, and a deep fried Mars bar, please? Uh, delivery will be about half an hour. We are pretty busy tonight, I'm afraid, sir. Uh, so we have, we, we put the name down. Put the name down as Janus. Janus. Um, my first name's Hugh. Hugh Janus. Okay, yeah. That's the one. I, I'll be around in 10 minutes. <laughs> Fingal. I recognise that voice. That's fucking Fingal! <laughs> the, video, bull- the video helps as well, doesn't it? <laughs> the video <laughs> definitely helps, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Fingal Ferguson. I'm good, I'm good. How's the talk going so far? Um, yeah, it's good. We've uh, you're, you're our second caller of the night. The first person hung up on me. Um... Oh, fuck it! I was going to do that. <laughs> See, it's a new that thing. Was, I had, I've been I've been planning this all week, and then and... <laughs> who was it? That's hilarious. Chad Kimmel. Oh, fuck it. Okay, he beat me to it. I was going to completely do it. I had it all lined up. Anyway, <laughs> you had it coming though. So you did have you it coming. What, you're right. What you got planned for the weekend? Uh, the weekend, I've uh, been busy here, so I'm, uh, uh, actually, I don't know. I'm going to wing it away, try and make a few more knives and um, do some stuff with the kids, work around the farm, play around with things, have some fun, work it out. I saw your post of your, your knives ready for Dharma Steel for the Chef Invitational. You've got some I'm, bloody good work there. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that. I think we're, we're going to have some fun. I, 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 the um, I've been putting it up on the store to kind of get all the bits and pieces lined up to the event um you know there's a lot of work that kind of goes into the to the whole kind of day and i think it's it was a great event last year you know and i really kind of enjoyed it and i'm going to try and get a friend to help i might actually ask my sister to help me out on the day because between all of the things going on but Mm. ideally i think it's going to be fun having having you there as well yeah we're looking forward to it so here comes the daughter (laughs) <laughs> There's kids involved in the show now. Wow, never work with I know. kids or animals or Irishmen. They say hey, animals Fingal. and children, and there's too many of there's too many of both around here as well. <laughs> hey, Fingal, congratulations with with all that hubbub you had with Jamie Oliver. What was that like? Hello. Oh, that was that was fun. There's, there's um, you know, it, it came as a surprise because um, I mean, there's mutual friends and. He just sent me a message looking for an oyster shucker, and it kind of went on from there. And uh, no, but he's he's a really sincere, straight up guy. I mean, he's he's done so much to help, you know, the cheesemakers and actually a lot of mutual friends. You know, he's just one of those guys who really does kind of reach out to a lot of good for people. Hmm. And I, I have to admit, I love his food. He just makes it simple. And um, I've kind of yeah, just yeah, no, that was it was great. I mean, it's lovely to have the shout out. So, yeah, no, it's lovely. And actually, I hope our paths cross. Look, I'm on the phone. You going to say hello to the guys? Hello. hello. <laughs> this is this is Rowan who's saying hello. He's a daughter crying. <laughs> the first child to be on Knife Talk. Yeah, she's um she's the new boss around here. <laughs> oh, Paw Patrol has turned off. We've got to go and turn on Paw oh, Patrol. Oh, disaster. disaster. <laughs> All right. <laughs> is, I think that's probably the perfect opportunity for you to hang up with me. <laughs> oh, not, not at all. Um, hey, Fingal. Yeah. Can I speak to your your kid a second? Is that okay? Okay, perfect. Rowan, do you want to say hello to Craig? Oh, God. Hi, Craig. What is your favourite <laughs> Paw Patrol character? Sky. Sky? What? Yeah. 
believe you are sunk to the lowest of the low. You've sunk to the lowest of the low. Oh, my God. In my mind, I'm thinking he couldn't possibly hang up on Fingal's child. He couldn't possibly. He's going to have a real conversation, and then the music comes on, and I'm like, you sunk to I've, the new I've low. I've got two two-year-olds. I've had enough of Paw Patrol. I've had enough of them. So fuck <laughs> yeah. those dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Demon. Demon. Holy shit. You, so far, you slagged off the youngest and the oldest. Poor Prince Philip too. No oh, geez, shame. Yeah. No oh, shame. Geez. We've had another question from Derek Lee. Um, <sighs> hey, hey, dudes. Two quick questions for Morocco. Do you need to remove all mill scale before welding steel if there is no rust? And why do people soak stacks in kerosene? Um, thanks, love the show. High fives and lightning hand jobs, or whatever the saying is. Yikes. That sounds painful. Um, yeah. Two questions. So, do you need to remove mill scale before welding steel? And why do people sure. put stacks in kerosene? Yeah, so what he's talking about is when you get your steel literally from wh- whoever you're buying it from, there's, so- there's like a small, thin layer of from the mill whether it's hot rolled or cold rolled i never clean that off ever i never have and (laughs) um yeah the only time i clean up steel is if there's like a funky burr from it being sheared or cut uh and that's preventing the the layers from sitting nice and flat against each other but other than that i don't i don't spend any effort or time cleaning off the mill scale um because as you go through the welding cycles, any kind of decarburization that might have happened, that uh, and as the steel is at those welding temps, that carbon is going to even out throughout that material. So you'll sometimes you see lines in finished knives um, that are kind of lighter colored lines versus the rest of the steel, and some of those are decarb regions in the steel that just didn't get enough time cycling at high temperature, high enough temperature for the carbon to even out. Um, and then when it comes to the kerosene, kerosene is not necessary. The idea with the kerosene is to get it in between the layers after you've welded the billet up uh, just uh, with your you know, MIG or TIG welder. Um, before it goes in the forge, you, obviously you want to let it cool down before putting it in the kerosene. Otherwise, it might set it on fire. Um, and then... But the idea is that it helps create an oxygen-free environment because all that kerosene is in between the layers, um, which will prevent oxygen getting in there. Um, and that fuel will combust with any ah. oxygen as it comes up to temperature. Um, but it's not necessarily necessary. And it does leave behind a soot. I don't think the soot, it doesn't hurt the steel, but it also doesn't really do anything beneficial. Some people think that it the steel uptakes the carbon from that soot, but it it doesn't really. Uh, it's at an, at an anatomical level. It doesn't. It's not capable of doing that because it's still in a, like a, f- a physically solid state. Hmm. Um, it's a little perfect timing. On the, on the bell again. We've, we've got another call. Who are you? How can we help? Who are you? Um, Caleb Gant, Gant Forgeworks. Is this KLB? It's KLB. It KLB, is. you're in a very windy environment. All we can hear is. A the wind there. Uh, hold on. Does that help at all? That's yeah. better. That's better. What's up, KLB? It's windy up here. How can we help? What's up? So, in the new shop that we're building, I'm going to have a grinding room. And I want to make sure that I have adequate light in it so that I don't have any shadows while I'm using the 2x72. So, I wanted to ask you guys if where the best position for those lights would be. You know, either to the side of the grinder, behind it, or behind where I'm standing. 
good question, what KLB. What do you think, Jeff? I actually built um, a, a whole wooden structure over my grinder with different bars, and I have different clamp-on lights that I can move around. And I want is—I like clamp-on lights because you can move them around. And I just—I don't remember. I was talking to the guy at the store saying, "What's the best shop light?" And he gave me some light. I, can, I couldn't even remember what it is, but I've been fooling around with different lighting, and I like to have to be able to be. Uh, I like clamp lights that I can kind of move around based on what I'm doing. Nice. Yeah. Mareko, what, what are you using light-wise? I keep little pen, like LED pen lights on my respirator filters. I clip them on. So they're little pen lights that you can clip onto a pocket. So I clip them onto my filters, and that way I have light exactly where I want it because the angle of the filters also kind of focuses in just almost kind of perfectly. Um uh, right where you're going to be grinding and doing your work against your grinder. I could actually grind in a completely dark room because I keep those lights right on my on my mask. And that way also, any overhead lights of any kind aren't blocked by my hat, my hair, my respirator, my, my face shield, whatever I'm wearing. It doesn't get in the way of the light because the light is in front of me on my face pointed directly at my work. Hmm. Does that make sense? Hmm. Makes sense. And they're cheap. Yeah. Um, yeah, Kayla, we did like um like a deep dive. It was, it was probably about a year ago about lighting. Um, and yeah, I, I spent quite a bit of time on it. But if if you're putting new lighting in, if you're putting strip lighting, make sure it's LED lighting, not the you know the fluorescent bulbs because they're just not good for your eyes and they'll be yeah, it's not good at all. Um, but also think about the temperature of the of the bulbs as well. So um, I think fifty two hundred was the temperature that they're measured in kelvins. I think fifty two hundred was the one that I went with in the end for my shop. Um, and those LED strips are really cheap. They take up little power, so you can just string loads together around the shop, you know, above all your main stations, and and you should be good to go. Sounds good. Thank you. Cool. Right. Thanks for calling. Thanks. Yeah. Speak again soon. Bye for now. You you did that very nicely. I was very polite, wasn't I? You were very polite. I mean, considering you <laughs> went straight to hell by hanging up on Fing Fingal's child. I mean, that's a big <laughs> departure. And now it's just like, I mean, you pretty much can do anything, then that'll be better than that. It, it wasn't Fingal's It was Paw Patrol that triggered me. I've mm. had enough of it. Mm. Paw Patrol and Peppa Pig uh, that was coming out my ears. So, yeah, you, so no more of that. No I want to talk that. to his child to hang up on the child. So. <laughs> Combat Abrasives makes the world's best abrasive belts for knife makers. Available in any size at unbelievable prices. Go take a look at CombatAbrasives.com and get 15% off with promo code KNIFETALK15. Do it now! <laughs> a little bit of Arnie was left in there, see? A little bit. I just got an. Uh, I just ordered a big load of uh, combat abrasives belts, and I tell you what, that fifteen percent peels a pile of pile of money off. Mm, Especially when yeah. you're spending like seven thousand dollars, right? <laughs> I think we're past that. That was last episode. I think they paid. I think they they've yeah. been very smart. They, they didn't keep it quiet. Maybe so, maybe about that. They're 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 backing <laughs> off a little bit, and uh, they're doing a good job. Combat's the best. Um. We've had an anonymous uh, question, haven't we, Jeff? Do you yes, that sir. Ano this one comes from anonymous. Hey, man, can I ask you a question? If you if you've got a friend in real life, real weird, that's a maker who you follow on Instagram, but you hate what they make, at what <laughs> point, if ever, is it acceptable to unfollow them? 
Uh, add in the fact that it's very likely that they would notice your absence. I mean, we might as well talk to Senor Blockaroni, the the real the real Craig Blockwood, Recomomasi. What's your blocking well, strategy for people that you know? Yeah. So, um, what you can do actually, without unfollowing them, you can hit the three dots up above their post, and you can hit mute. And it will mute their posts, so you're not seeing them in your feed. You've got a strategy for this already. <laughs> do, do you mute yeah, a lot I of see people? Plenty of shit. I don't want to. No, I don't. There's some you stuff re- though that shows up. It's weird. Well, and part of the, in- the way Instagram works is like they're trying to put stuff in front of you that you want to see. So if you spend too much time hovering over a post about a knife or food or something like that, you're gonna see more of that. And oh, another beer just got served up to Mr. Craig Aroni. Craig's no, this one's a uh, Craig's just got oh, cocktail. handed a, ca- a giant. Is that Aperol spritz? Aperol spritz. It is a massive Aperol <laughs> spritz with frozen watermelon. It's good. Yeah, it's like it's half like a gallon. A fucking quart container of it for Christ's <laughs> sake. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So if you hover over stuff, especially if you don't like stuff, and you're looking at it and you're saying, oh, I hate that and I hate this, what you're, what Instagram is literally doing is they see that you're spending time over that image and like, oh, he obviously likes that. He's spending a lot of time looking at it. I'm going to show him more of that. So be careful also. If you don't want to go through hitting the dots and muting somebody, if you start to see something from somebody you don't want to see, swipe past it as quickly as you possibly can. Huh. Hmm. I didn't so. know that mute facility was. I knew it was there for Facebook. I didn't know it was there on Instagram too. For mm. sure. Andy. Well, there you go. That's the professional. I mean, that's. I mean, <laughs> can't get much more pro than that. Um, exactly. No one's beating that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that, yeah. I mean, there's nothing to add. I don't know. I I don't get Did too not have to caught think about up that in it. I'll be honest with you. I don't get too caught up in it. Right. There are a yeah. couple chefs who followed me and then stopped following following me. And these are big, big time guys. And then I was just like, oh, fuck you too. <laughs> I stopped following them as well. But I mean, <laughs> I don't think I'm muting anybody. I bet uh, I know who they are. But I'm not going to say I bet you don't know who they are. I'll give you I'll give you two guesses. Oh. Give me, I'll, go really go ahead. I'll tell you. And if you hit it, I will say yes. <laughs> Is it Guy Fieri? I don't follow him anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't follow that motherfucker anyway. But that was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. I admit to that. I don't follow that motherfucker. Go ahead, hit me. Hit me that's with all, another one. That's all I got. Ah, you, 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 that was pretty good. I was going to tell you who it was too. <laughs> Let's. Um, we mentioned last week. We talked about um, these clamps that three of us got sent. These um, can't twist clamps. We've had a few people in our DMs asking um, where they are, what where they can get them, and so on. Um, they're great. I've been using mine again this week a lot. Um, if you haven't seen them, they're these these metal clamps, and they don't have a twisted motion when you clamp them up. They're really really cool. We can get you a ten percent discount if you use Knife Talk ten, um, and you can get them at Magnetics.com, which is an amazing domain. How did the how the hell did they get that? Magnetics.com, and you can find their can't twist. They got lots of products there, but can't twist is one of them. And they've got like so many different sizes and so on. There's you know 
they're all there. 10% off if you use Knife Talk 10. And I've been loving mine this week again. It's, they're just really cool. I've got one permanently now on my drill press to hold things down on the drill press because it's super quick and easy. None of this twist in motion, moving them out of alignment and so on. I love them. I got a message. We got a message from JD Custom Knives who said that he didn't know if we know this or not, but Jeremy of Simple Little Life did make a video uh, about them. So if you go to Jeremy's of course uh, Simple he did. <laughs> a simple little life he did a review i think it's a tool review of the can't twist uh, clamps but i love these twists i love these clamps i'm actually using the they sent me the uh, big ones too and i'm actually using the big ones for the kydex presses because mm. the one thing is for kydex presses i usually use pony clamps and i never can get a good grip on them but with these can't twists I can clamp the top of the Kydex press to the table, and then because the twist, the bigger ones have like a T-twist, I can just crank the shit out of them. It's great. Hmm. I love nice. them. Nice. Yeah. I'm using them for everything. Yeah. The, yeah, I have so much. Them. Yeah. I have so many clamps. I go for the can't twist clamps first. Yeah, and if you don't know what we're talking about, look on Jeremy's channel because I'm sure his video is great. That, that yeah. baldy fucker, he's first to everything, isn't he? So <laughs> yeah. go take a look so, at Jeremy's video. <laughs> so get yourself a uh, 10% discount. You put in Knife Talk 10 when you go to www.magnetics.com. I'm sorry I said the www. You knew that. Magnetics.com. Put in uh, Knife Talk 10, 10% off. Get yourself some Showing your age, twist. Jeff. I'm showing my age. I know. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like one step in the, I'm like Prince Philip. <laughs> Come on. It's still raw. Stop. <laughs> Come on, man! <laughs> Raw. No, I don't. Fake I, underscore I think his knives. old. I think the old lady put him in a cocoon a couple of years ago, and they just dragged his ass out. And trust <laughs> me, everybody, this is Friday, and you'll have the week. The sting of all the hurt will be over by Monday. Don't worry. By the time you hear this, you will have forgotten all about it. So, okay, okay, if you promise. Fake underscore knives sent in. Um, I'm always hearing about doing a, a coffee etch on Damascus steel. Will a coffee etch also darken other steels like A2 or 52100? I want the colouring on my knife to be food safe, so I'm trying to avoid any toxic acids. So monosteels, could you use a, a coffee etch on a monosteel? I, I have seen it done on some monosteels, um, but because it's such a large surface, it, it might be tricky to get it nice and even. Um, the last blade that I did... Uh, or not the last blade, but a couple blades back that I posted was a large kind of like chef-style Bowie knife with a guard and everything. And that blade was completely blacked out. But instead of doing... I actually couldn't get a nice even finish on, on it with the coffee, and that was Crewforge V. I ended up doing it with uh, just ferric to darken it up. Um, and so what I, I just dipped it in there and pulled it out and kind of rubbed it down with... Um, like a like a soft sponge to kind of knock off any kind of loose oxides and then just kept dipping it in until yeah <laughs> stroking out the blade and so oh, it's just like nice and smooth and black oh. and until I just I had it exactly where I wanted it and the and the water just slid right off of it it's perfect now there's something what is the galvanic gal the galvanic cir circumstance that makes it dark do you remember right, you know what galvanic. I'm talking about yeah, the galvanic reaction. Yeah, what, what is uh, that? So, so it's, I mean, it's just, basically it's the difference between um, an etch-resistant material, either stainless or even 15 and 20, um, and then a non-etch-resistant 
are acid resistant material like 1080 uh, or other high carbon, especially if they're in a sand mine with stainless. And so it, there's something about the, the difference in those materials that creates um, kind of almost like an a, a, a electrical circuit in a way. Now, obviously not the same kind of thing that would like run your shop or anything like that, but on a very mild level. And it causes actually, especially with uh, like a stainless sand mine, it'll cause that um, the core material to be eaten away at more aggressively, especially at the boundary um, when there's uh, any kind of acid um, kind of jumping the gap between both the materials. Um, and even after the knife is finished and everything, that is still actually a continued concern uh, of the material. So that's why I think, especially when people do Sanmai and have a nickel shim in there, that nickel shim helps to um, I can kind of weaken that galvanic reaction. Now if, this, if the blade is submerged in water or some sort of acidic uh, water or, or salt rich water it'll want to kind of like corrode but as long as it's out in the air it should be fine so careful with them sand mice there we go not gonna get better answer than that yeah i'm sure there's plenty better <laughs> answers than that but, but not a on a, a pot not on the podcast right now i mean you know get jason They're probably the in, number but... one knife podcast in the world let's face it that's true only only well, collar one too. If we're the best in the world, aren't we also the best in the in like our solar system too? Can we say that? Or even the galaxy? I'm only two beers you guys, in. You guys don't want to go this that? Maybe too deep, maybe. Too two deep. beers in a quart <laughs> container of Aperol Spritz. Two beers my ass. <laughs> two beers my ass. Before you started this, <laughs> your wife said you already had two beers before we even started. Stop talking to my wife and I'm not there, please. Oh, we got a call. There you oh, go. Got a call. <laughs> it's your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. Oh, Who's on the line? Who's on the line? How it can we a... help? Who's there? Oh, bad signals. <laughs> we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to dump them. I think we're gonna have to dump them. Bad signal. Oh yeah. Oh. And amateur move. If you're gonna call in, you gotta make sure you got a strong signal. Well, they wouldn't know. Curse of the live callers. What can you do? Look, everybody, we're all in this together. So do your best, and we'll see what happens. There we go. We've got another uh, question here from Tim Barker. Um, Hey, guys, can I ask you a question? When having a batch of blanks laser cut, how much grind stock to leave on the profile? Um, And he loves the show. So he's wondering whether you need to oversize the design slightly because um, the laser is going to take stuff off. Um, I mean, Jeff, you get laser cut stuff done as well. What, what do you think? I go, I mean, I make my templates a hair bigger than the um, the final design because I want to grind off all the laser cut, all the marks, because I grind that off before heat treatment because sometimes I've seen little fissures and little cracks um, mm. from where there is those, that what is it called, the kerf or is it the cut? Yeah. The laser the cut is the gap of the cut. Yeah, right. yeah. Sometimes there can be little tiny ways in which there can be some sort of cracking. So I grind all that out before. So I grind everything flush beforehand. So I do leave a hair. But, I mean, you're talking about, I mean, hardly anything, you know. Hmm. What do yeah. you do, Craig? I mean, per- personally, I don't. I don't leave anything. I mean, 
depends on the operator of the laser cutter. So, what you know, when they're setting up the job, they should be cutting on the outside. So the outside of the curve should be on your line. Um, and if it's a good clean cut and they're using good consumables and so on, you shouldn't get any sort of dross or anything there at all. So it should be a nice, nice cut. Even to the point of if you specify, a, you know, a a hole to be, I don't know, 4.2 mil, which is quite standard for like a Corby bolt, um, they generally come back to me exactly 4.2. So it's, yeah, it, it it depends on the quality of the cut. I think I think that's the, that's the, the key thing. Um, and, you know, people use the word laser cut to mean a bunch of things, whether it's laser cut or plasma cut or even water jet cut. Um, if it's laser, you should be good. If it's plasma cut, it can leave a bit more dross. So maybe I would, particularly if it's a folder, maybe where, you know, things need to be that accurate. Um, I think if it's if it's a, a chef knife or a table knife, you know, how accurate does that need to be to your design when, you, when you're talking, you know, tenths of a millimeter it's 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 non it's non-visible but obviously if it's a folding knife it everything needs to be bang on so maybe then i'd make that slightly bigger and grind back down to the dimensions that you need um but yeah i i wouldn't worry too much um if, if you're using maybe a new laser cutter for the first time get a small batch done just to make sure because i've had some done in the past and the, the quality has been terrible um, but if you get somebody who knows what they're doing and they dial it right in, you'll be good to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 they've hung up. People are trolling me this week, I'm sure. I'm wow, sure I mean, they you are. set a terrible tone, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the bastards. Are we ready for another question? Or you, Jeff, questions? you want to do some of your uh, hot takes and stuff? We got hot takes. We got. How whatever. about some hot takes? Okay, guys. A hot take is a piece of deliberately provocative commentary that's based entirely on shallow moralizing. So, you know, it's like having an opinion, really. It's having an opinion, and it's really based on with uh, with loud, fact-free declarations. So this one comes from NWGN Knives, Blades. NWGN Blades. Hot take, Scandi grinds are more durable than flat grinds. I don't know. I don't know if I... I don't... I mean... For I what? I mean, but fine. <laughs> um, Soren Smithy says, here's a hot take. The standard system is easier and superior to the metric system. And then he writes, flag, eagle, flag, America. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's triggering, that is. He knows exactly what he's doing. I, as an American I who, as an American, I, I would definitely say uh, we got, I don't know if, I, I think this whole eighths and 64 system a little extra, too much work, but fine. Yeah. <laughs> T-Sack Basement Mate says, hot take carbon steel and natural wood handles are for people who don't take care of their shit. Stainless steel and stabilized is for everyone. My mistake. Carbon steel and natural wood handles are for people who take care of their shit. Stainless steel and stabilized is for everyone. Thanks for the show. Keep it up. Greetings, Timo from Holland. We've got another call. Just a second, Jeff. Who's on the line? How can we help? Hey, guys. This is Matt calling from Copenhagen. Copenhagen. Wow. 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 Long way away. Well, not for you. I'm doing well, thank you. Um, I have two very, very short questions, if that's all right. Sure. Take your time. Sure, Listen, you are the, not going to be hung up on... The first on... one's about knives. The second one is about beer. The first question is, how thin is too thin uh, when you're grinding a knife before heat treatment? 
Morocco, do you want to go with that one? I mean, my basic answer would be if it comes out wiggly after heat treating. Um, I think the thinnest. Yeah. yeah, I think the thinnest I've I've comfortably taken knives is about forty thousandths of an inch or about a millimeter at the edge. That's about the thinnest okay. I would take it. No. Oh. See, alrighty. I would just thank you. Uh, the second one, I actually brew beer as well. Um, so this one's for you, Craig. Okay, cool. Um, what is your favorite, uh, what is the best beer you've ever brewed? Um, it was a smash IPA. Um, so a single malt. He's playing you off. <laughs> See, you Bastard. said a fucking, that was a fucking good one. <laughs> that was a fucking good one. See, you, you set a bad tone uh, because shit. now he's got his own, he's got his own, uh, playoff music and he hung up on you. Oh. He just texts as well. Gotcha. Take the hook. Take the hook. Listen, I'm telling you. He was very sort of Scandinavian about that. He was very efficient. And, you know, he he didn't even wait for answers. He he was just in there. Bang, bang, bang. He was prepared prepared to go out on the shield. And he was clearly, because I was was saying something, and he just kind of blasted past me. You know, I was just like, all right, fine, whatever. And then he had the playoff. We've got another one. We've got another one. Be nice. Um, Who who could this be? Let's check who this could be. Hello, who are you? How can we help? Hi, my name is Jesse. Um, hello, boys. What's hello, up, Jesse? How could how Did you just turn off your camera? No, 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 no. It's my connection. Sorry, it's my connection. No, no. Okay, whatever. So I have a question <laughs> before I promote my product to sell. <laughs> <laughs> my question is actually for you, Craig. Um, could Last time I called in, you said that you don't do any forging, but you do stock removal. So, in your opinion, <laughs> why know, is it... I know what's happening here. I know what's going to happen. <laughs> in your opinion, why is it better to do stock removal than forging? I think that if we're... We're not knocking carbon out of the blade. I'm so sorry. Your you time bastard. is over. Oh, my God. How embarrassing. Dude, the oh, chickens are it, all Jess. coming home to roost. Oh, my You've oh set, God. Uh, you know, I, knew, is, I knew that was coming. You know, I don't think these this people were. These, all these callers were not in cahoots. You said uh, the chickens five, have come home to roost. Five years of my life to this show, and this is the way I'm treated. <laughs> That's They're treating so you like Prince Philip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to direct. Jeff, tell me all about your grinder. The bits, the bad bits. Tell me everything about it. <laughs> well, I use a Broadbeck Ironworks grinder. It's a great grinder. I've been standing in front of it all week, and I love it. And it just crushes. And it's a 2x72 grinder. If you go to BroadbeckIronworks.com, you put in promo code KNIFETALK10, they will take 10% off of your order and that includes the shipping shipping is not is not a extra add-on it's a it's a it's a grinder that can go vertically can go horizontally um you can just if you want if you say oh look i don't need another grinder but i do need parts they have great attachments they have a fullering attachment they have a um what other attach they got all sorts of wheels they have slack belt attachments they have um they have all sorts of new stuff uh what are those uh, those magnet ones that you have? What's that one you have, the, Craig? The surface grinder. The the surface grinder. That's right. Sur- they got surface, yeah, surface grinder. It's definitely worth arm. it. 
definitely worth it. Go to broadbeckironworks.com. Support these guys. I just got a message from someone who bought a Broadbeck. Vince was on the you know phone with him for you know with him for 15 minutes helping him 15 20 minutes. He said the customer service was excellent, and I agree. Ryan and Vince do a great job, and go support them. Broadbeckironworks.com promo code Knife Talk 10 for 10 percent off. At 10 percent is a lot. So yeah, cool, cool. Okay. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to the best. <laughs> do we have any unsolicited advice this week, Jeff? Uh, we do have some unsolicited advice. Uh, this is the unsolicited po- advice. <laughs> I'm not getting. I feel like we're on a whole new show. This is like a. This is like the difference between <laughs> you know two months ago and now. It's a whole different show. It's great. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So I know you. By didn't... the way, I've 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 turned off Instagram now because I'm not having this this for the. Are rest you serious? Of the show. People hanging up on me. Yeah. The, the bastards. Well, I mean, just goes, <laughs> oh, come on, turn it back on. One more. Come really? on, we'll take one more. <laughs> okay, we've actually got one here. Cute. You're listening to the. Oh 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 oh. Just a second. Who's on the line? How can we help? It's uh, Carter Gosling. I'll shut the forge off here quickly. Shutting the forge off. Okay. How can we help you, uh, Carter? Um, I've got a question uh, about forging bolster knives. So it's more of a Morocco question, I figure. But um, How very rude. <laughs> I forged <laughs> out some uh, twist Damascus blades. And I had a hell of a time forging the transition from bolster to blade. So I'm wondering how Mareko uses his, does his, because I know he specializes in the bolster kitchen knives. Yeah, so you said you started with twisted material, right? How how big was the stock before you yeah, even started yeah, forging the knife? Yeah, three quarters of an inch round. Ooh, yeah, so that's going to be, that's good. Uh, and what kind of knife were you trying to forge? Like a chef's, not a chef's knife, right? Uh, like just a, like a, no, it's just like a four-inch skinning knife. Okay, okay. Uh, do you have a press or a hammer that you're using, or are you doing this all by hand? I've got a 25-pound Canadian Little Giant. Canadian Little Giant? I don't even know what that means. Anyways. um, <laughs> <laughs> It's just the Canadian version of the Little Giant. <laughs> I see, I see. Made I a different place. Petite I got you. Giant. <laughs> yeah, petit giant. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so so you're having a hard time isolating the blade material from the bolster. So one thing you can do is yeah, you can exactly. you can make a little uh, hardy tool that is literally just like half inch round stock bent over on itself to make a kind of fullering tool, and that will help isolate the okay. blade material from the tang. Uh, and, and then you just get the steel hot and you and you hammer it down and you create that isolation. And then you just forge the blade from there. Um, something else, obviously, that would work is like a guillotine, like what uh, our friend Cliff Dufton makes. Those things are awesome. Um, and they will do the same kind of thing oh, okay. to help isolate. Um, when I do my chef's knives, when I'm forging the uh, kind of trying to isolate the blade material from the tang or from the bolster, uh, I 
I basically only I, I kind of like visualize where the bolster is going to start and I just I only forge up to that point. So when I'm pressing the material, it's not pressing anywhere where the bolster is going to be. It's only pressing down blade material. So you can do the same thing on your hammer. Um, you know, it might be a little bit more work for a 25 pounder, but you, it'll get you there. For sure, you just got to take the time to and and just okay. kind of only focus on that material at first. That's only going to be the blade, and then, you know, probably at a certain point, you got your blade isolated, and then you just cut off what's going to become the bolster and the tang, and then you isolate the tang material and forge the tang out, and then you have that integral bolster in between. If that makes sense. Okay. All right. Cool. I I don't okay. think. I've got nothing to add. I don't know about Jeff. Anything to add? The fullering tools are awesome. Uh, I used, I just took a half inch bar, just what he said. I made a half inch U, and I used that under my 50 pound um, tire hammer, and it really set a very easy transition point. That was a fullering tool, was going to be your move. Okay. Cool. And if I'm, if I made one just to bend the, uh ground bar in half you think i'd be able to use that under a hammer yeah you're not going crazy Definitely. i mean it's a, yeah. it a three-quarter inch bar you're not you're not trying to like your your incisions are going to be very light so you, and under a 25 pound hammer you're not going to go crazy you'll just give yourself a little bit of room okay you know you, you just nice and easy you know especially with that nice damascus you don't need to go full blast you know <laughs> carter you look familiar have uh, have you been on fortune fire I haven't, no. Don't do it. Don't do it. You know, <laughs> god damn it. You, you're, you're trying to get revenge on perfectly good people. Snatchback victory. God damn it. You're setting a bad tone. People are going to keep doing this. Poor Carter. He, was, he had a good thing going on. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. That was a, that was a very good call, actually, a very good call. Very good call. I uh, I got good a message from Jessie. She I told her that uh, she was the third person to give she you the hook from the show with music, and she says I, I should have got on earlier. She's mad. I've banned her on the Instagram account now. There's no no more calls from Jessie. <laughs> oh, <come laughs> uh, where were we? Uh, where were we? Okay, we're at, um, at Lorian. Hot tips. Oh. Yeah, so I know you didn't ask, but so if you want to send your unsolicited advice, DM us your unsolicited advice. I know you didn't ask, but or, hey, you know what you should do? Whatever you want. So this one comes from Brendan Gibbons. Hey, guys, I know you didn't ask, but just like Moreco and his calendars, Jeff should sell an inspirational calendar 
with each month having a photo of him with a stern look with captions saying, get back to work, or along those lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, it's funny. Get back uh, to work, summer... no snacks. Yeah, no snacks. Get back to work, no snacks. No fun. No fun. Yeah. Don't enjoy what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? During the day. My, my inspirational <laughs> quotes would be like something like, what are you doing with your life? Or stop, stop the nonsense. Um, um, okay. Summit and Smith, C. Smithing, Chad Kimmel, who got you earlier in this podcast, has got some unsolicited advice that I think you, the Knife Talk listener, should listen to. If you're going to Blade Show 2021 and find me wandering, you can use the code Knife Talk 10 and I will buy you one beer. You hear, heard it here, folks. So if you see Chad... If you see Chad, you say, Craig says, Knife Talk 10, you're going to buy me a beer. Bingo, bango, bongo. Everybody wins. You know what? We need to save that. So the week before Blade Show, we put out an ad especially uh, for Chad <laughs> so, so people can get free beers from Chad. An ad for Chad. Like it. It's going to be a limited time offer. <laughs> Only the first 10. <laughs> Only the free Well, yeah. I don't know. Chad is obviously a bit of a bastard. So <laughs> Come on, Craig. <laughs> So therefore, <laughs> let let's let's drain his pockets. That's what I said. Oh, Craig boy. is on his Craig, like, second deal it, container of Aperol spritz. Uh, I know, I know. I like the I like the power of you know using the mixing board here. I like I like that power, and that that, that was taken away from me. And I oh, you didn't like that at all, did you? <laughs> you took it out of poor Fingal's competitive, kid. and it feels <laughs> as if it's like a competition. Now. <laughs> I know. I, I can see you sweating. You go, you're sweating into that second quart container of Aperol spritz like a savage. <laughs> Craig versus the listener. Okay. And um, this one comes from LS Blades. Here's some unsolicited advice. Um, the knives you see on Instagram are people's best work. Pictures taken from perfect angles to hide any imperfections. Don't get discouraged. Your knives are good. Keep pushing. Keep learning. Keep progressing. Now go sound out, sand out that scratch you mixed, missed. So LS Blades is 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 cheering on the listeners of the podcast. Just full of positivity. Yeah, that's quite that is true though, isn't it? Everybody's work you see, they're not sharing their shit. Right. They're sharing their best work, and we've all done it. We've all edged the knife slightly in this in the sun, so you, you don't see those marks, and you know we, we all do it. <laughs> And but that's what you know. That's what photography is all about. Is is trying to get the best shot of your work. And if you're trying to promote your work, you're not going to put the shit out there. Yeah, it's right. good. It's all positive. Well, that's it. We, you know, the funny thing is, is like usually I'll get a pile of questions and a pile of hot, the hot takes. Guys have been, not been excellent, <laughs> but you know we'll save the rest of the hot takes for next week. Uh, but for for sure, I think people are either trying to DM or they're should we, a little. Should we take it? Should we take another call? We should definitely take calls. I'll take calls all day. Who's on the line? How can we help? Hey, this is uh, Chris, CN Knives from Philly, calling again. How are you guys doing? We're good. Philly. Philly. How is it there? Philly. Philly. It's all right. Uh, It's a little cloudy, but it's been nice this past week. We were talking earlier about smash burgers and how um, Morocco thinks they're far better than a Philly (laughs) cheesesteak. 
more power to them. I've never had one, so I don't know. <laughs> That's a good I answer. I hope it just starts some sort of war going on here. <laughs> Craig's Craig is. I, I will not bag, start a so. war with Morocco. He's no. the man. Well, Craig's also <laughs> Craig's also half in the bag, and he's been hung up on a few times today. So he's a little extra punchy. He's looking for he's looking for other people to fight. <laughs> oh, they're, they're getting him back. They're I hope getting to be back. in the bag in the next hour. So. <laughs> What's up? How can we uh, help? Uh, so. I don't really have like much of a knife related question. I was just going to ask you guys though, where you plan on traveling once this whole pandemic is over? Like where's the first place you want to visit? Oh, it feels like a world away, doesn't it? Um, yeah. I can't wait to head back to the UK to see like family and friends where we're quite sort of remote and rural here. So we, we don't have that sort of circle of, you know, what we'd have back in the UK. So we normally head back once every sort of two months and spend some time. So yeah, it's been a while. So we're looking forward to doing that and be able to enjoy it when we're there. Be able to enjoy ourselves as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jeff, when you've got your your bell around your neck, keeping people well away from you, um, where, where's your next trip? Do you think? Well, we're we're planning on going to Wisconsin uh, sometime this summer to visit Hillary's fam, my wife's family. So that's gonna happen. Cool. Um, cool. And we're all, I'm getting my, we're getting vaccinated. I'm getting my second vaccination this week. And then my kids should be able to get one by the end of the month, hopefully. So Wisconsin's coming up first and then uh, we'll see. Are the U.S. doing any sort of like um, program where once you're vaccinated, you could travel more than anybody who isn't? Or is no, it just... but there's a lot of talk that people are having that's un, unsubstantiated, hot takes basically, unsubstantiated ideas that you're going to need a, a, a vaccine passport. However, we mm. will carry it with us when we get, uh, if we if we end up traveling, we will carry it just in case. Would hate to yeah, go somewhere and then yeah. you know, drive 15 hours and then all of a sudden people are looking for it, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's weird because I just got an update saying like a couple of weeks ago, they're like, you can travel to Jersey now. I'm like, I've been going to Jersey like every other week. They don't really check. So it's kind of kind of random yeah well that that yeah. that is something that's you know that is interesting because you know i was actually talking to my wife right we got uh when the when the contract tracer contacted us it's in our record and i was saying to her i'm like they can't like arrest us or anything like that and they she said that if you got like let's say you were a you were a criminal and then you were on the books from a mm -hmm. contact tracer you could get fined mm -hmm. You could get fined, but like, no, there's no enforcement of any of these things. You know, there's no, the police aren't going to enforce yeah. any of these things. I mean, you're supposed to quarantine for 12 days after you come to New York. They just dropped that. But I mean, no one was doing that. And who's going to, no one's really, no, there were these ri ridiculous concepts that people were going to, police were going to barge into your Thanksgiving and start handing out tickets. That wasn't going to happen. That didn't happen either. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mareko, what, what have you got planned when the, when the gates open. Yeah, so I'm hoping things are good by the time the Maker's Camp actually comes up um, in the fall because I'd really like to make it out there. Uh, one, to do the Maker's Camp and get to see pe folks, um, but I'm also talking with some friends out there too about hanging a little longer outside of the, the duration of the camp to, to do some collaboration work some, with some people. Uh, and then also going to, I've been talking with Neil about going over to Hawaii and spend some time over there at his new place. He's got a a sweet setup and he just got his new shop put together and so spending some time with the family over there uh, i think my kid would love it and and nice. also see my my, my uh, shop former shop awesome. peter yeah 
Yeah, it's a yeah. sweet shop. Nate, what what's what's your plans then, Nate? Once once you're allowed out, uh, probably California <laughs> or Hawaii if I can afford it. But um, yeah, somewhere on the West Coast would be ideal. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. What we need to do is have a big knife talk event or meetup. And when the doors are open, we can all come. We can all have a few beers and all have a, have a good time. That'd be cool. We'll do it at Jeff's show. That'd be great. It's going to be at your pub. I was just about to say no one's coming to my shop. At my pub. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't think getting to rural France is, you know, easy for most people. Yeah. yeah. Nate, when, so restaurants aren't open at the moment. When they're open, what what is it you're craving? What's, what's like, the big food that you can't get your hands on at the moment? Um... Oh, he's totally fair. You could see him. He was thinking. You know, he shouldn't. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> you're, oh you're going to scare the fish away. You're going to scare the fish yeah. away. You're throwing, like, dynamite in the water, for Christ's sakes. We've had some good calls, though. We've had nice chats. It's yeah, been, I mean, it's been you lovely. know, we want, be people, we want more. Yeah. But as long <laughs> as long as people realize it's not a competition now. It's not who can like get off the line first and fuck the other one off first. All right. Well, if if this if this was a competition for sandpaper, Craig, what sandpaper would you be competing with? Oh, there's there's no doubt where we'd go. We'd go with Rhinowet. Mm-hmm. Rhinowet in da- from Indasa, Rhinowet is the best best sandpaper. It's it just lasts forever. That's the main thing. It lasts forever. You can keep using and using and using it. Um, they come in a bunch of different grits. Um, and, you know, if it lasts forever, it's going to save you money. Um, but also, if you go to Texas Forest Supply, uh, where they sell not just sandpaper. <laughs> Sorry, I've had a few drinks. Oh, what I meant to say was Texas Farrier What supply. did you say? I was slurring a bit. I was, I was yeah, slurring a little <laughs> bit, maybe. <laughs> But they, they, they sell, they sell in Dasa Rhinowet there, as well as loads of other things from for knife makers. So make sure you go to TexasFarriersupply.com, use Knife Talk Ten, and you can get ten percent off. Not just your Rhinowet, which is the best sandpaper, but anything else that they sell there for the knife maker. And they've got a huge range. So go take a look. That was one breath. We got more questions, you know. Wait, I need to jingle a sec. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to the best. That's better. (laughs) Are you okay? I got a question. I got a question. Queued up here. Go for it. Go for it. Wait, are you okay, Craig? I'm okay. Sorry, I was just out of breath. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Are you having like? Is your arm hurt? Uh, uh, yeah. Are you stroking out a on breath. I'd sit. <laughs> oh, oh, easy. I yeah. <laughs> no, I had a drink. It's I'd different taken... in different different countries. <laughs> stroking out doesn't mean he's having one off. That's a... he's having. I was going to say. I hope that doesn't mean what you think it means. Because <laughs> I'm just checking the cameras off. Yeah, the cameras off. We're good to go. <laughs> You're listening to the Knife Talk podcast right here on the Makery Network. All right, we got another question go from Lorian Blade. Uh, he says, I've made a handful of knife, almost, knives, almost all of them motor-free. Uh-oh. We can it's take Jessie. That. We're not answering. Take a call. She, maybe she's going to no, apologize. No, no, she's gone now. She's gone. <laughs> she's going to apologize. She's gone. We're not answering Jessie's call anymore. <laughs> We're not taking any more calls she's from her. She's going to apologize, I'm sure. 
<laughs> okay, she's ringing again. Should we answer? Yeah. You're listening to... Oh, oh well, I'm playing the wrong jingle. I don't know what's going on. It's mental here. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Set spritz. Who's on the line? How can we help? Hi, Craig. Oh, my God. I'm not going to fall for this, right? I'm going to stare right down, the, right down the camera. I'm not falling for this. <laughs> you can't do it again because we've, we've, we, we're, you're here... <laughs> This is my penance. I'm just calling back to say I love you guys' show. That's it. <laughs> That's all it is. Okay, okay. I can relax now. That's... I can relax. Jesse, Jesse keeps for... ringing up and putting the phone down on me. Craig is Craig has been <laughs> Craig has been getting drilled this whole episode. People have been hanging up on him left and right. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst. It's the worst. You were this. You were this close to us blocking you on Instagram. Stop it. Any more <laughs> questions coming through? This close. But you haven't given me a chance to promote my product. <laughs> Tell us the pro. Go on. We've got a free ad on the, on the go here. What, what are you selling? <laughs> I'm selling my time. You're selling your what? <laughs> he hung up on her. <laughs> what? Whatever oh my it is, God. Knife Talk 10. 10% off. I don't know what she's selling, but there's <laughs> oh 10% my God. off there. <laughs> Holy shit. Was she selling right. pie? Where were we? Okay, Swift Knives UK. Wait, we, we had Lorian hey Blades. Morocco's on uh, Lorian Blades. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. 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 All right. So he's made a handful of knives, almost all of them motor-free. He's just beginning to learn the ins and outs of a variable speed 2x72. Um, but my middle-aged body is going to be dealing with some pain as I develop the muscle memory behind the motions. Um, it's hard to know whether sitting or standing is easier on the bod. Let's have this next person answer mm. this question. They've, they've gone. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah, if it's, yeah. uh, sitting or standing is going to be easier on the bod. In my previous life as a bike shop owner, I never uh, had anything around to sit on by design. Uh, more work gets done when you're on your feet. Oh, that's, that's another I, inspirational mm. quote for Jeff. I don't sit down. Yeah. I don't. I my last metal shop, the t, the um, my boss hated it when we sat. So there were no stools, and I tend to agree. I don't like sitting uh, hmm. at all. Everything's high. I, I, my tables are all high. My grinders are high. I want to stand up straight. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same. But it it does sort of beg the question about those people who may be making knives and they may be in a wheelchair or things. Is there a way for them to be working? And I know the broadback has like a really long platen, so maybe that could help um, to give you extra flexibility. But yeah, I've always stood, um, but, but sure. it sort of makes sense, doesn't it? If you're standing all day, I mean, the three. Well, myself and Jeff, we work in a way where quite often we grind out like a big batch, and you know they could be sitting on a shelf then for you know some time before we come back to them. Um, if you're doing, you know, sometimes I'll do like a week of grinding, it would make sense to have some sort of seat or some sort of perch where I could just sort of put my weight onto. Perch? Um, Are you a dove? Uh, <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Something you can sort of, sure. you know, put a bit of weight on. It does make sense, but I, I've never done it. And I'm just wondering whether whether people do or, you know, whether that's a, that's a thing. Or even if we've got listeners who may be, may be in wheelchairs, who you know they need sure. to do that, it'd be good to hear that and what what's going on. I've definitely seen older makers. Oh, sorry. Pardon me. I do use a stool when I do the serrations because I want to be as comfortable as possible, um, and I want to not move so much. But other than that, sure. I tend to like to stand only because I feel like I just I feel like I don't want to be too comfortable. 
Okay. It's true. You get lackadaisical. Like Chairman Mao over your shoulder, whipping you. Take, uh, it, you, you get too comfortable. Sometimes you get too comfortable, <laughs> and then you get lackadaisical. Next thing you know, your fingers are in the grinder. No, he you know? he keeps a mm. gimp in the uh, in the bathroom to come out and ch choke him every once in a while and make sure he's staying in order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. He's always into it. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> the gimp from your sex dungeon. Anyways, uh, I have seen older makers work from ch work in chairs, uh, and I think the trick is just you know you just bring the grinder down to whatever height you're sitting at. I have seen uh, grinders on engine stands before too that can lower almost all the way completely down to the ground and also raise up pretty high. Um, so that uh, having that flexibility might also be helpful. Um, but yeah, I think I I've seen makers use chairs. I've seen. There are uh, actually Neil Kamimura is working on a design um, for makers who maybe are wheelchair bound. Um, and so uh, it'll be interesting to see what that comes out to look like. But I think right now it's they, they got people they're working with to uh, to make that happen. So that'll be mm. cool. Cool. So, sorry, Neil's working on a design for, for what? For a grinder or for a grinder a stand? A grinder stand designed to stand. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, uh, to be suitable for somebody in a wheelchair. Yeah. Cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Okay, we've got another call. It's not connecting. They're only going to put the phone down on me anyway. There's no point. Oh come on! <laughs> I've had enough of calls. No, it, no, it just didn't connect. I don't know what's going on. There's something going on there. Okay, where was I? I was saying that we had a call. Uh, yeah, Swift Knives UK. I like this one. Um, can I ask you a question? Uh, what should I say when someone says, I can't afford a handmade knife um, from you, but a new one I do need, so wh where should I go? So what sort of, I suppose, commercial knives would you recommend if somebody can't afford one, mm. of, one of your knives? Should we be offended? When people ask that question, I don't get offended. No, I don't get no, not at all, not at all. And I had this today when I said the uh, estate agent was around here and he's looking around and so on. And he's, yeah, he come into the into the uh, the workshop here and he's looking at the knives and he's like, oh yeah, can I have a knife? And we're like, yeah, we arrange stuff. Then he was like, well, how much is it? And you know that thing where Ugh. he's obviously not a knife guy. Um, so when it comes to me out saying a price, I felt a little bit embarrassed then saying, you know, what the price is. And he was like, oh, 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 oh. And he felt sort of obliged that he didn't want to sort of back down, you know. It was it was quite a weird thing. So I'm always really conscious of that. So when people say, oh, like, I can't afford that, I, I it's not a problem because it's not for everybody. It's not everybody's into knives. You know, some people are just, you know, they just need to get their shit done. Um, so no, I'm not offended. But uh, yeah, where would you, what sort of, off the shelf range then would you would you recommend if any what do you think Mareko? i have no i mean are we talking about folding knives or just chef's knives or whatever well, let's just say culinary knives yeah i, I generally think of culinary knives sure yeah. uh so mesomeister is down in california they do pretty good uh stuff mac knives i've heard uh, are pretty good. You can get them for under like under or around a couple hundred bucks. But they they from what I understand they whoa whoa, kind of whoa, a... whoa 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 whoa. What people who are what that you know that 
my, I mean, my knives are you know a couple of hundred. Um, but people who can't afford more. that, so people who um, maybe yeah. So um, you know, people. Go ahead. Generic. Uh, it sounds terrible. What I'm saying, but people who uh, okay, people who are not into knives. Um, they cook occasionally. They're you know they you know they think they're a bit of a cock and all the rest of it. Um, maybe their budget's sort of a hundred dollars a knife. Where where are you going to tell them to go? Amazon. You can get a Mac knife for hundred bucks. <laughs> oh, can you? Okay. I mean, I mean to be. I, oh, go ahead. I I think that I think the interesting thing is that when most people ask, they're looking. I think Craig is making a good point that usually people in their minds they're thinking like under a hundred dollars, right? I think so. I think me personally, if eight nine years ago. I wanted a you know a decent chef knife. I think maybe 70 80 pounds would be you know that's you know that's above sort of you know what you'd see in supermarkets and what you'd find in just, or general stores you know if you if you went to a you know a kitchen store maybe 50 pounds would be you know that sort of price. So anything above that you think is something pretty special. But we live in this in a different world. We we live in a world where People are, you know, into knives. So, you know, it's a huge community of there, people who are into knives, but the majority of people aren't. So, you know, those people, where are you, where are you telling them to go? I mean, to be uh, honest, like I, I bought a knife off Amazon. It was, I think the steel was AUS 8. I got it for 25 bucks or something like that. It's not the best yeah. knife, but, uh, you know, for a, a decent you know, kind of throw around the kitchen kind of knife. It, you know, it it does take a little bit more upkeep. It doesn't hold an edge as well as other, you know, better steels basically. But I do keep it around for when I'm, I don't know, when I'm cutting stuff that I basically don't want to cut with my carbon steel knife, either because uh, I'm worried about uh, the edge or, you know, I'm, I guess it's, it's kind of my throwaway knife in a way, but I've been taking pretty good care of it and I've had it for the last three four years now and it's 25 bucks it's hard to beat oh hmm. yeah it, it, it is always a weird one because i always say to people it, it sounds really strange to say but there's not that much of a difference between my knife and what could be maybe a, a 70 pound knife that you could buy in like a specialist you know kitchen shop which would probably be their you know their sort of standard range but the difference is, is people buying into that whole story of this is a this is a handmade knife, and and you know the, the effort that's gone into it, and people appreciate the the, the craft in that. You know, you, you can buy factory knives that are, you know, extremely good, but it's a different audience. I think I really do think it's a different audience. And but Swift yeah, Knives it's, UK it's, it's, is saying something that plenty of people have come to me with like yeah look oh, i can't yeah. buy That's what, I'm what do you suggest Completely, yeah and yeah it is interesting because like Mareko and i are thinking the same along the same lines i'm thinking mac knives those mizuno knives the the interesting thing is that they're just one step one tiny step below like a custom knife maker does because they are a little bit more expensive they are like you know hundred and under under 150 around 150 bucks which is people even that i think a lot of people are like whoa you know well exactly yeah 
So, okay, then let's say you're just starting culinary school. What would they recommend to you? Well, they, with, a, with a low budget, they had a ki- they had a kit already when I went to culinary school. They already had a kit squared away with JB Prince, and then you'd go in okay. and say, "I'm taking the course. What do I get?" And they give you the whole bag all ready to roll. And it was a it was a Hankel or Wusthof, you know those mm. big old German knives that you can just beat the shit out of. Um, big thick right. heavy thing, yeah. I I when I when I go to see friends of mine who are cooking, they have a lot of them have that tier below us range of you know mac knives are very popular in the kitchens um you don't see a lot of globals in the kitchens but i mean i do see a lot of mac knives a lot of i'm surprised i see more grant and edges than i i would have expected and then um you know like they buy one little thing, two little things. But I mean, you know, I would always send people to JB Prince. I would, if, if people don't want to spend, you know, a pile of money, I would go to a place like, um, with the you know, eating tools or the, um, JB Prince, or there's the, the, what is the butcher, the butcher knife place in Texas? <sighs> butcher something or other. Um, and then you usually those kind of higher end places will have a kind of a drop down menu in terms of price. Sure. So. Hmm. Okay, I think it's that time of the show. Um, before I pass that. <sighs> okay, what are we up to this week? What's the What's the dream, Morocco? What's the big plan for the week? Oh, the next week. I'm looking at, I actually have a, I've been trying to get more organized like Jeff. I have big whiteboards on the wall that help me kind of keep things in order. Uh, I have a knife that needs to get a handle on. Actually, another Koa handled knife. Uh, so I'm going get to that, get that on and sculpt it up. And then uh, and then I have a knife that I'm refinishing. Um, just the customer sent it to me uh, to give it a spa day, basically, and clean it back up so it looks like brand new again. Uh and then, uh, oh, and the sword. I've been grinding on the sword, so I got more grinding to do on that damn thing. That was awkward, though, grinding on swords. They're really big. I don't know if you knew that. But, uh, t- and they take time. <laughs> it's a time. big knife. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big fucking knife. Yeah. <laughs> I just got a message from Matt Nielsen, who oh. was Matt from Copenhagen. Yes. And he wrote me. I just called in the show. I can't wait to Monday. Did Craig take the hook well? <laughs> we get live reactions yeah. to people's. Don't uh, go to me. I'm fucking I customer service. I didn't take service. it well. I'll be honest, Matt. I didn't take it well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I turned to drink, and I'm going to regret this in the morning. You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, wait till Monday. You got to wait. Okay, I'll go next. Then we can leave it to Jeffrey to close the show. Um, I've got lots to ship this week, which I hate doing, and it's always a big, big like stress for the day. So yeah, there's gonna be multiple days going to get stuff shipped back out. Um, what else have we got going on? <laughs> <laughs> I've got to edit this this <laughs> fucking podcast. I've had enough. I've had enough, to be honest with you. 
Did the last brain cell just pop? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I th- all these people who've been hanging up on me, you've, 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 you've got a lot to answer for. That's all I'm saying. Oh, no. And yet it may not be straightforward. <laughs> Bastards. Jeff, where we at? Well, I set my I set my sample out today, and I'm very oh please, I'm drinking here. What, what do you mean? <laughs> no, this is a good. This is good. This is a. Uh, I'm very. I, 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 I'm very happy with what I put in the mail. So um, no, and and you know, a last full sample weekend, bottle. How, how much are we talking to the sample bottle? A quarter full. Last weekend, full? I didn't realize you guys were thinking that I had sent a semen sample, which I clearly didn't. <laughs> You know, it did take. It took me attempting to listen to it to realize you two nerds were doing that. So it was a steel sample, you know, project that I'm psyched about. Uh, you know what? Be honest with you, I got a little bit depressed yesterday because a friend of mine stopped by. It was a restaurant tour, and the biggest problem in the restaurant industry is people are now getting their they're taking their unemployment and they're getting stimulus checks. And it's cheaper to stay, it's easier and more, it's better to stay home than to go to work. So there is a huge uh, industry-wide restaurant shortage of workers, cooks and waiters, and it's becoming a problem. So if you're a knife maker, you always wanted to learn what it's like to be a cook and you didn't make make better chef knives, you're going to get pick of the litter. So... It's weird, super, super weird. It got me really depressed because, you know, we're mm. heading into summer and now people are going to start to go out and to eat and, you know, there's no cooks and stuff to be to found. Oh, jeez. So. That's a problem I hadn't thought about. I, it was, you know, I was talking about it for a while yesterday and it's like all over New York, you know, these restaurants have been struggling, struggling, struggling to keep it together and now restaurant workers are getting the COVID, they're considered frontline workers, they're getting the vaccines but they're but they're getting the stimulus checks and uh, for some reason unemployment is not is just giving them their money regardless of whether or not the restaurant owners say we offered them their job and they don't want to come back so they're still giving them money so these guys are everyone's on the dole and it really is a problem it's a real problem so here's the restaurant worker here's the restaurants let's hope that you know people start yeah. going back to work yeah i tell you what, i need to pop out very quickly to go for a pee what food are you t- <laughs> are you asking this part to yourself going bad, to pee and then we're going to talk about food <laughs> what food are you two most looking forward to being able to get your hands on are you going to just because... pee right where you're sitting no, no I'm leaving the room but I'm, I'm setting up the conversation this this is radio I'm setting up the conversation people won't even know glass that gone. people won't even know <laughs> yeah that you I'm got gone. the court container once you fill up the court container <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what food are you most missing that you can't wait to get your hands on? There he goes. He's gone. <laughs> there he goes. Rekko, I tell you what. I tell you what. <laughs> our boy our boy had one too many. Yeah, one too many, and this edit is gonna be awesome. So let's go uh, with the bit. What are you looking forward to eating? Jesus Christ. Uh let's see. What am I looking forward to? Oh, you know what? I am looking forward. It's been a long time since I've been out for sushi. And yeah. I absolutely love sushi, and uh, it's been a while. So, hopefully, getting some sushi. Yeah, I'm you? looking forward to eating anything because I'm like now I'm I'm down to water. You're tired of cooking for yourself. I'm <laughs> I'm not eating any. I'm not eating like wheat. 
I'm trying to, I'm no added sugar. I'm down to grazing on grass and water for now. It's like, it's a sad, sad ex existence, but uh, I've been losing weight, so that's kind of nice. And Are you, what can you do? You're doing this for I'm your checkup that's coming up, right? It's, I mean, it's just that a means... checkup. It's not, for some reason, I got these messages about it. I'm going to a proctologist. I'm not going to a proctologist, but I am getting my cholesterol done and all this stuff. So, and the last time I did this, they, it was really obnoxious because, you know, my cholesterol was a little bit high. And then the nurse started telling me what I should and shouldn't eat. And she was giving me cooking recipes. And I, th I was like, I'm not taking any <laughs> recipes from you please and and she had said that oh don't eat shrimp because shrimp are high in cholesterol and it's not really the truth it's shrimp cooked in butter high in cholesterol so i'm trying to take this mm. seriously i'm going into i'm going into this thing like i want to i want to go in um, really good so i've been eating you know I'm, I'm looking forward to some grilled food honestly i see so you're you're going so, to trick them so you're going to pretend like you're a good eater no i'm just going to go, go in there with the a test, little bit of discipline and then you're going to go back to eating grilled greasy food I'm going to, oh. I, you know, we've been doing plant-based for so long that I've, I've been actually enjoying sure. it. So I've been feeling a lot better. I've been, I've been, I haven't been eating a lot of shit and I haven't had a, I haven't had a drink in like a month, which has been great. I'm going to go for another two and, uh, you know, look, I'm just going to tighten down, but I'm looking forward to grilling some shit. So I want to grill some chicken and some, I want to eat some good grilled food. So he nice. must've really taken a leak. I'm back. I'm back. Oh, you're back. I've been, yeah, yeah. I'm back. I'm back. It's a quick one. Yeah. I'm looking forward to just being around people, you know, and just hearing people chatting away and hearing music that I haven't had to pick on Spotify, you know, and just things being taken out of my hands a bit. That's what I'm looking forward to. So is there ever going to be a time where we're coming out to see you in the pub? Whenever you want. Open invitation. Oh, we're not going to do a thing? We should do a thing, shouldn't we? We should do a thing. I've been thinking... Yeah, we need to do like maybe a an event, a live talk event, and get not just together, us together. We we could do a live show, and we can get people there, and maybe we could have some classes going, and we could have some, you know, some talks. An event, it would be cool. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You taking notes? I'm taking notes. Taking notes. Taking okay. notes. We, well, we've all done our dream for the week. Is that is that the end of the show? I guess so. <laughs> Is this the end of the show show? Have we done any of the have we done any of the live reads? We were finished the reads, right? I th yeah, I think so. Let me just check. Let me just check. You're listening to the Knife Talk podcast right here on the Makery Network. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> this show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Is that the there, these Friday nights are killing dude, me? <laughs> you went hard in the paint. You went so hard in the paint. Uh, <laughs> I, I was I was surprised that people were ringing up and yeah, putting the phone down. Why? Because <laughs> you've been doing it to them for the past three or four episodes. I have a feeling that Jeff, you may have had something to I do. I had with nothing that. to do with it. Know. I told. I went online and I said to everybody, "He, I'm working on him to not hang up on people because I know that it's going to turn into a thing. And I said, I'm advocating for you, the listener. So I didn't realize they were going to do that. I had no people idea. People put people put the effort in. People, I think it's they funny. They had the walk-off music downloaded. They were, they, yeah, it was good. It was good. 
So, <laughs> yeah, it's a different dynamic. Friday nights are definitely different. Um, it's more chaotic. Chaotic. It's there's a lot more going on. You're, you're, Party night. You 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 might want to readjust. You're you're. I think I can hear you when you were talking about shipping or shipping. Yeah, it was a little bit. Of that <laughs> this is work. This is work. I know. It's too much work. You can't you can't relax when you're back behind the board. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> The calls were good today. Calls were great. The, the the calls weren't just you know calls questions. They were conversations, and you know they were they were part of the show. That's what I liked. It was, yeah. Yeah. It well, really well, then we can't just hang up on them every single time because you're gonna like want war. <laughs> I, I, yeah, we need a new bet there. I think that's gonna get old very very quickly. <laughs> I need to I need to I need to ring Fingal apologize to his daughter. <laughs> I'm sorry for hanging up on your child. That's funny. Well, I'm excited no, for Damasteel. Yeah, so Monday I've got a, like a tech sort of call with them um, where we're just basically just trying out the app and see if it's going to work with the equipment that I've got. Um, but yeah, it's all good. Um, I had an email from them today saying that one of the um, the makers that I exhibit in there um, he's really nervous about us. Why interviewing him? Um, because he didn't he doesn't speak that good English. He's Italian. So they said, "Could you um, tell us, you know, what questions we'll be asking?" And I said, "Well, we're <laughs> we're very informal." I said, "And the, you know, the way we work, we're popping in and out of you know other people's rooms, and you know, we'll judge it if it's if it's not going well. We'll leave because we want a good show as well. So, but I just said, you know, we may ask, you know, how long have you been making knives, and you know, who are your normal customers, that kind of well, thing." Well, let me so. just speak to him now if he's listening. Dude, we are we're just gonna we're we're gonna mail this in. <laughs> I mean, we're not we're not, gonna, we're not going out there to trick anybody. We're not trying to No, not at all. We're not exactly. trying to we're exactly. trying to make you look good. So if you're listening to this yeah. right now, we're trying to make you look good. Trust me. We, we don't wanna we're not trying to snatch you up or hurt your feelings or anything. Exactly. It's gonna be yeah. a layup. Yeah, we're not trying to catch anybody else. This is gonna be gonna a gonna layup be for you. We are. We trust me. We're mailing in. We don't want to look like idiots. And Craig <laughs> exactly. will not be drunk. I think. No, it's gonna be like, like midday or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That would be good. But there's gonna be like makers that we know that are the sort of hosting. You know, that are gonna have their rooms, so we can pop in. And you know, Finkel's there, for example. And there's a few others that we know. Um, but also visitors that are, you know, there to view other people's knives. We can bring them into the call as well. So we we never talked about how it went with your 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 thing with those guys from Top Gear. Oh, we didn't, did we? Yeah, we got you got those we got you right. How did it bastards. go? Oh, so I had a. Did we talk about it on the show last week? We you mentioned that you were going to do an unboxing video with these guys. Yes. Okay, we did. Yeah. So they contacted me, um, and they said, "I wasn't sure if we mentioned on the show, um, but yeah, they basically, I had, a, I had an email. It was like late on a Friday night, um, which I thought was weird to begin with. Um, but they said, um, you know, we're from. Oh, Just be vague. Food don't tribe. say any names. You don't have to say any names. No, no. Fuck them. <laughs> we're, we're from <laughs> Food Tribe. He's drunk. He's gonna tear um, this joint up. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, and they saying we've heard about your knives, and um, we'd like to do like an unboxing on the channel. We have like a big audience, and you know, we always get these, don't we? And we're like, oh yeah, whatever. So I, so I had to look online. It was like, oh fuck, they're they're pretty big. There's like a few million on Instagram, and they've got like a YouTube channel. 
So I looked on the YouTube channel, and it is uh, James May uh, Clarkson and the little fella. What's he called? No Richard idea. Hammond. Uh, who are the Top Gear guys? And it's like, well, that's a strange thing for them to be getting into. But I was like, okay, well, you know, I don't normally do this kind of thing, but, you know, it, it could be genuinely a good, you know, promotion for me. So I said, okay. And then they said, okay, let's have a call and we'll discuss what, you know, what it'll all be about. So we had a call. Um, we had a good half an hour on the who call. Who did you talk really to, positive. though? Was it with their production company? It was, yeah, somebody from their team, um, from their marketing team, <laughs> as they called it. And I was like, okay. Um, but it was half an hour, and it was good. It was, it was all positive, and they were, you know, basically telling me, you know, we'll make a positive review, and it's it's all going to be great. Um, towards the end of the call, then they said, but um, so I said, you know, what do you need from me? As in, you know, do you need any, you know, marketing spiel? Do you need any sort of, you know, quotes or anything? They're like, oh well, there is the the fee for the opportunity. I was like, excuse me. <laughs> they were like, what, what is £5,000 for the opportunity? Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck! So I was like, Holy well, shit. What, what, what do you mean? I said, the opportunity. I said, what, what do you mean? They said, well, we'll give you a very positive review. I'm like, you're, you're going to charge them. me 5k <laughs> for me to send you a knife for free, which you'll then make content out of, which you'll make money from, which is your content, and ads and all the rest of it on the back of that. And you want me to give you money for that opportunity? Yeah, so that was basically how I said it to them. I said, "This is what you want. You want you want to make money off my back and for me to give you money too." So what did they say when you said that? Well, they were just saying, you know, the, 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 this is what it is. This is you know, this is a marketing opportunity for you. And we're presenting this to you as a marketing opportunity, and I'm just like, but they sounds didn't, like they, they didn't bring that up in the beginning. <laughs> they did, and they got me. They got me quite frothed up and excited as well. Because at first, I was just like, oh who are these people? And then you look online, you see their following and you, you're like, oh, okay, it's quite a big thing. Um, Fuck. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, you... F-. And I, I did get quite excited about it then and we had the call and I said the first 25 minutes of the call, it was all good. It was all good and they were telling me about their, you know, their stats and you know, all the people who they'll see it and all these people interested in cooking because they've had so many millions of downloads of their app. And I was like, okay, well, this sounds great. Yeah, it sounds great. You know, what do you need from me? Then she was like, well, five grand. And I was like, fuck off. Did you say fuck off? Oh I didn't quite say fuck off, but I, I was choked. I was just like, sorry. And I, 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 they had to repeat it to me, you know? I was just like, really? Jesus. So I'm pretty sure that I'm, I was obviously not the only person. They must be sending this out to like a, like a sales spam email almost, you know? And I, I was the fool who got suckered. Um, so I'm pretty sure a lot of our listeners have probably had the same email from them. And you get quite excited and you're like, yeah, that sounds good. But it was a sales call at the end of the day. They were like, yeah, let's let's have a call to set all this up. It's just a sales Dude, call. Dude. They're just trying to, trying to get you these in. These salespeople are such scum. That is yeah. so – you must have felt like such a dick. Yeah, deflated, really deflated because I was excited about it. And, you know, I told you guys and I told, you know, family and friends, you know, that I'm quite excited about this. It'd be cool. And it's just like, oh, fuck, okay. I'll tell you. I've been stung. <laughs> I'll tell you something that's kind of similar happened to me. About ba- a long time ago, 2001, 2002, I was work. I was kind of running a bakery. And this was at the time what? where. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean running a bakery? I was a general manager of a bakery. All right, I didn't know. It was a it was a it was a short stint between a few things, and I was it was a friend of mine's place, and I was just helping him with the back of the house stuff and the 
health department stuff and was freshly yeah. out of the restaurant business and it was like you know still carrying that cake weight no cake oh i was big i was tasting <laughs> everything i was big i got real big and um so at the time we were sending stuff around and it was the time when howard stern was leaving uh terrestrial radio to go to satellite and we had already sent stuff to radio stations and well, you know it was you know sent some food candy or uh cookies and shit we sent them to the, the the restaurants for the jocks and stuff and it was that was my thing i love radio so much i was like sending you know treats to the local radio stations so i ended up getting on the mailing list with uh, k-rock where howard stern was and i knew he was leaving and they reached out to me to say tune it in turn it up and rip off the knob <laughs> they ripped off my knob they try to rip off my knob and they they said we would love to get some of your products to howard and mm. we would you know get it to us and if you pay us we're gonna we'd love to do some, run some spots and howard would love to run some spots for your thing the problem was was he had already left satellite radio at four satellite radio, who's off the radio station? And you knew. I knew. Of course, I knew. I listened to the last show, and they were like, "Oh yeah, Howard wants to do." And I was like, "Douchebag! You think I'm going to pay you for these interviews? He's gone. Why would I?" They tried yeah. to sell it like they're that Howard was going to do um, spots for the bakery if we pay, but he had already left the My radio God. station. Yeah. These these salespeople are the worst. I had that God, And I think I'm pretty sort of savvy with things like cuz we hear, you know, stories but you know from other makers being stung and that. And I, I think I'm quite savvy, but it's happened twice now in the last couple of years. So there was that time in um, a restaurant in Dis in Disneyland and they were like we're opening a big steak restaurant there and we want, you know, so many table right. knives and it was like 500 knives. I was like, yeah, this could be cool and agreed on a price and they were like, yeah, if you could send like a sample of 12 and I was just like, uh, this sounds dodgy. And then I spoke to a few other people, and they had the same email. And you know, and, and John Porter, clever. Jonathan Porter knew all about that one. Yes, oh, exactly. Right. I, I think Jonathan I spoke to then. Yeah. yeah, and they that was so convincing. And they, you know, it sounds as if you know it, it's a big opportunity for you. So you're like, yeah, of course, I'm in, I'm in. But then the, you know, they tried to just to it. let you know, a lot of these like high end places too. They also do. I know. I know for a fact that this really high-level restaurant was playing Porter Doghouse Forge and Florentine Kitchen Knives on the same order right before oh. coronavirus hit. And it was like, you know, they both were like, be, "Don't say anything. This is like a big deal. These are big guys." Mm -hmm. They both told me the same fucking thing. And I was just like, I told them both. I'm like, these motherfuckers are. They're playing you off the. These they're playing off two people I already know. It's just like yeah, they're such scum. It's just like I think there's so many people maybe involved in like a restaurant that it takes one dodgy person to sort of take that whole. You know, certain restaurants they're known, aren't they? You know, people know them. They're they're big restaurants, and you'd love to provide for them because you know it'd be good for you and all the rest of it. But there's certain members of staff who maybe know that, and they're always reaching out for. You know, could you send me a sample? Could you, you know, all these things? You know, I'll make sure that the main guy gets to see them and we'll get a big order in for you. They're just after a freebie. Ugh, I, your story sucks, but I can imagine that somebody in like, you know, when I talk to Tony, sometimes he'll, I'll say something like, you know, these people just want this. And he'll say, well, sometimes mm -hmm. that's how you play. There could, yeah, exactly. If they think I mean. that you're a big enough company that can afford, 
I mean, if you, if you, if let's just say for opportunity, just for, as in regards to the opportunity, let's say you had a marketing budget and you, yeah. you had the five grand to put into it. It might be a, I mean, you might see that return. It would take a pile of knives to see that return. Yeah. But no, you're right. And looking on their, on their YouTube channel, somebody else has obviously done, well, they've unboxed another knife anyway, whether they paid or not. Well, we know. know that they paid. Who is it? Well, maybe, maybe this was, you know, quite a few months ago. Maybe they clearly paid. Like I don't know, but clearly, but you think maybe it's right for some people to do that. Maybe, you know, the, you know, the deal, you know, when, when it gets to that point at the end of the call, you know what the deal is. Five grand, we're going to give you a good review and hopefully you sell some knives on the back. Of See, it. I don't think that, the, I think that they were trying to get you ease you into it because like in my opinion a lot of times these things are let's just get the hard stuff out of the way like i would think that they were trying to like get you fired up and then you like all right you're sweat a little bit but you're like you know you turn to your wife maybe this is a good opportunity maybe i shouldn't i don't think that i think that they know that they're trying to con you to a certain degree because otherwise yeah they would have oh, put yeah, it in their all, original email and they wouldn't have wasted all your time no completely yeah yeah it reminds me of being a kid but we went to like spain on a holiday and like the, you know, you get people come up to you for like timeshares, you know, in the hotel. And my mum and dad were like, "Oh no!" They were like, "Well, we, you know, we'll take you to this beautiful beach for the day, and you'll have, you know, you know, good food and beers for the day." And my dad's like, "I'm up for that, <laughs> you know. Let's go, let's go." So we went. And I remember at the end of the day, this was like, you know, I was I was a kid. And I remember like for two hours at the end of the day, they were just drilling my dad. And in the end, he was nearly worn down. He was nearly like. Let's just buy one. Let's just buy one. Oh my, my mom God. was like dragging him away. So, you know, it's the same sort of thing. You know, they get you excited. They get they, they get you all pumped up. And then, right. yeah, then they drop it on you. Nobody drinks well, like for free. that's like a sales psychology yeah. thing, right? 100%. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's about building up uh, reciprocity so that it's harder for you to say no once they've done all these things for you and been so yeah. nice to you or you've spent so much time talking to them already. Yeah. They work you but, into mani it's manipulation. They're working you yeah. into manipulation. It isn't and too far case, off from in what, this case, what those scammers they are. They had doing. a big sort of brand behind them because you know the you know the top gear guys, you know, and they're the, they're the faces of this brand, you know, Food Tribe. They're the faces of it, but you know, lower down the level, you've got salespeople who are trying to you know earn their commission for the month so they can get oh. their bonuses, right? You know, and th that's the problem. Sex, absolutely sex. Yeah, that's so. Any anyway, so back to Dharma Steel on Monday. Yeah, I'm doing like a like a tech run through with them, so we'll have a better idea. But then I think it's only the week. Is it the week after? It's in two weeks. Show? in two weeks. Right. Okay. Should we do? Should we do next week's episode from where I might do next week's episode from where I would do it during Dharma Steel? Like I'm not gonna sit. I'm gonna maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'm gonna set it up in where I'm going to, in my, in the new place I would record, which is basically in my shop. Just to oh, see so how it video. sounds. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. See if I can stand for I... fucking three hours. Well, well get, get a seat, uh, surely. It's not going to be comfortable in this, but fine. We'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's something you could use on your, so you're using a Mac, aren't you? Yeah. Um, it's called OBS. And what that allows you to do is like blur your background, um, or you can like change your background if you wanted. Um, but do I need to get like a green to... screen or something? No, no, you don't. It's, it's quite clever the way it works. Um, I'll I'll send you some links. Okay, so great. You can have a look. 
Yeah, but yeah, but it's pretty cool. But I mean, with regards to the audio, I mean, what I found, what I found, you know, since editing, you know, lots of other people's podcasts, is if you've got a decent mic, the room doesn't seem to matter so much mm. as I thought it would. Your a good example is you with Ben Snur in today's um, Full Blast. He goes in the closet. It sounded awesome. It sounded awesome. He goes in the closet with the snowball. Yeah, it sounded good. Sounded really good. I mean, so yeah, but at the same time, too much. You know, uh, Chris Zepp sounded a little bit echoey, but he was in his living room. Right. Okay. I gotta figure it out. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, maybe it'd be good, for, you know, if if it's video for people to see your shop anyway. Yeah, but, that's know, it. I wanted to. Be, I wanted to, to be. Maker, I was gonna have. Just, you know. I was gonna face some things, so it would look like it was like kind of more interesting than like I sit in my. Yeah. I mean, you know, only Sweet you up. know, this isn't the best view, you know, on the dashboard, <laughs> you know, with the fucking yeah. this fucking thing, you know, the the rear window in front of it all. Is that one of those shaky Elvises you've got on your on your dashboard? That's there? you're the shaky Elvis. <laughs> All right, shaky Elvis. Uh, that was fun. But that was a good show. I'm happy with that. That was really good. And we didn't get any. We did get a dropout actually. That was me. But um, it's an easy. It's an easy edit. That one, you know. Very good. Yeah. How many? How many glasses am I in here? Two. You had. <laughs> Jesus. Three. Three. I've got a bottle down with there. Oh boy. Down Jesus. Down there as well. Holy <laughs> shit, dude. He could hear it. You could hear it in the podcast, that's for sure. Better than I am. I look I forward am. to this. I tell you, I look forward to this on a Friday now because the weeks are getting so monotonous and they're just getting so, I don't know, it's a struggle. Each week is a struggle at the moment. So I look forward to it. Friday nights. We know we're going to have a good time. I, like, I enjoy Me it. Me too. No, the, 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 the chemistry is better. The getting people involved is better. We got to stop it with the hanging up because I don't want this to be a war with you and the you and the. It's getting old. Quickly. I, I yeah. kind of I felt that I felt that after like the first episode of I hang everybody up, but uh, no, it's this is it's like a new podcast. You know what the funny thing yeah. is? You know we talk about with knife making, how much it's about like these small increment increments to change. This yeah. is the same way. Like the change yeah. with knife talk has been these small, you know, these small things adding the the after show and then and then this taking the callers and changing the time it's these natural progressions yeah. to making a better podcast yeah and like this week we added the new reads new reads and so on yeah yeah it's great it's all good it's all good all good right anyway good to speak to <laughs> you, you both too. this is really the end of the <laughs> yeah, show yeah it is <laughs> the end of the show show and um i shall speak to you both this week later i do okay great later this week <laughs> Right, bye for now. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.